Views and opinions expressed on Tuesday Takeover are not representative of KZLX or Northwest Missouri State University. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Good afternoon, Maryville, on this Tuesday. It is just, you know, surprisingly, it's not raining, Um, you know, <laughs> and it's a rarity to see that. And so during this time of beautiful weather, we're here to bring you some great news, as always, about college football. Um, and it was just, you know, we had we had a weekend where we're like, ah, yeah, it was, you know, college football is great. This past weekend was just pretty phenomenal. Austin McNorton, Nolan Brooks here with you. Um, and let's, we have a shortened show for you here today because we're currently trying to get out of an escape room. Um, probably not going very well, but you know, we're trying our best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so we've got an hour here for you on KZLX 106.7. And so we'll start the show as always with the new AP poll. Then we'll quickly go through the weekly recap of the big 10 big 12 sec um we'll we'll give you some highlighted games for the upcoming weekend um there's some good ones as always and we'll make some picks um and then to wrap up the show we're going to look at kind of um as we're kind of at that halfway point near the halfway point of the of the current season we'll kind of look at some Who's been the best running back? Who's been the best quarterback? Um, and who we think's been the best team throughout these first 
what are we six weeks now or five? Yeah, we're we're through six weeks. Six, going five into in the NFL, week. six in the uh, that's yeah. Right, that's that right. kind of bugs me that they're I off can, by a week. They're off by a week, so it's kind of confusing. Um, but yes, going into week six. So let's talk about the new week six AP poll. Um, we're going into week seven. Actually, going going into week seven, so this okay, is okay, week okay. seven's AP. Right, weeks. Okay, you're right, you're right. So we've gone through. We just had week six of college football. Going into week seven, and so we look at the latest AP college football poll. Um, really, the biggest change um, it happened with um, the college game day day, which we're going to get into here momentarily. Um, but that was between Auburn and Florida. But other than that, I think. An interesting point of, I, I mean, it didn't really change, but it's still an interesting point. Um, Georgia and uh, Ohio State are tied for third with the same amount of votes for third in the AP pool, which is kind of crazy. I don't know if I've really ever seen that. Uh, Alabama won, Clemson two, so that didn't change. Ohio State and Georgia didn't change, but now they're both tied for third. I don't really know what that means. Um and then you have LSU at five, OU at six, um, and then this is where it starts to change a little bit. Florida moves up from ten to seven, and Auburn moves back from seven to twelve um, with that outcome of that football game in Gainesville. And then you look at the bottom of the AP poll; doesn't change from thirteen up except for those two teams. Um, and then you look at. The bottom, Boise State moves up a couple of spots. Utah moves up a couple of spots. Um, Michigan and Iowa, they kind of flip each other. Michigan moves up three. Iowa drops three. Um, Wake Forest moves up three. SMU moves up three in a very close win for the Mustangs. Um, Baylor gets into the top 25. Memphis gets into the top 25. Um, And Cincinnati gets back into the top 25. Um, with their impressive win on Friday night over UCF, a team that they has kind of been their kryptonite um, over the past couple of years. But the Bearcats get the win over the Golden Knights. So we look at the AP poll here. Um, After last weekend, I don't see anything that, like, immediately stands out to me that I'm, like, disagreeing with, that I'm just like, ah, that's just wrong. I I think the biggest point of interest is the – the tie with Ohio State and Georgia, that's pretty wild. Yeah, I think I think the only reason it, it kind of opens your eyes is you're like, well, is Georgia better than I, Ohio State right now? Are they? I don't know. I think Ohio State's better. And I mean, yeah, right now it's 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 hard to argue against Ohio State overall. Um, and I, I mean, I'm surprised they left them tied. Uh, the reason you could see them getting moved uh, past. Georgia is because they are now six and zero, and they played a game and they won, uh, and they look good doing it. And Georgia got a bye week, so that yeah. I mean, a bye week kind of puts you down a step because you had to take a week off. Um, but overall, I think I, I mean, I agree with everything else. Uh, you know, moving Auburn down five spots. I mean, you lose a top ten matchup. You're going to drop some spots, especially when all right. the other top teams continue to win. Uh, Notre Dame staying at nine, Penn State moving up a couple spots, which 
putting them in the top ten now, I think. Yeah, they moved is, into the top ten. Is makes perfect sense now. Uh, you know, they they've earned a spot in the top ten. I think ten is a perfect spot for them right now. So. so we so we talked about Ohio State a little bit. Who is their who's their biggest competition? You think in the Big Ten is it Wisconsin or is it Penn State? Because uh, Wisconsin there at eight, Penn State there at ten. Who's looked better th- to this point in the season? As of right now, Wisconsin. For me, Wisconsin. Uh, Penn State had a close one with Pitt, um, but right. I mean, hey, it, it you're gonna have a few games here and there where it's closer. Uh, but Wisconsin looked phenomenal against uh, Michigan, and that was supposed to be one of their tougher games, and they looked phenomenal. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is literally doing everything. Oh my gosh! Um, what did he have another career day over the weekend? Yeah, I mean, he, like, had, <laughs> he had probably I think he had unbelievable more stuff. So I mean. The, the guy's doing it all. So, yeah, right now Wisconsin looks a little bit better to me, and clearly the AP uh, AP people see that. Uh, 958 votes for Penn State and 1,105 for Wisconsin. I think that is the perfect judgment call. Uh, Wisconsin is undefeated, and, right. I mean, I know Penn State is too, but Wisconsin hasn't played any too close games like Penn State, so... And they've played better competition than Penn State. Exactly. So, so I, I, I would, mean, I would it agree. Makes sense. Then, no, I, 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 it's kind of that was kind of an off the head question there. So let's. I actually kind of want to do this for all of these, all of these top contenders. Who's Alabama's biggest competition? Because that's a that's a tough one. Yeah. You have you have Georgia, LSU, Florida. Um, that's probably the three I would Auburn. go with. Auburn is probably there. still in there. Yeah. Um, but those would be the four for sure. I think the toughest competition right now is Georgia. And but I they, touched yeah. on that at the beginning of the year that Georgia has And they had wouldn't have to worry about Georgia until the SEC championship exactly. game. So that's so that's I think right now that would So that I think we so Georgia then tough. I think we come in agreement that LSU is their toughest regular season matchup um and then SEC championship is so the overall is Georgia but Throughout the season to get to the SEC championship game, Alabama has to beat LSU, which is going to be a lot easier said than done. Exactly um, because of the way they've started out the season. Yeah, and so right now, I've I've said that Georgia has played Alabama and gotten close over the past couple of years. Right, Jake Fromm. Now I, I just from what I've seen so far this year, maybe he has the pieces that he needs to take down Alabama. Uh, I know Alabama looks phenomenal right now. They look really good. I said Alabama is the best Alabama team I've seen in a while, even better than you last said that. Team. You said last week they were better than last year. Exactly. So old. That's. I mean, that's scary to think about that Alabama can get better. It's true. But and we'll, Georgia. We'll, has I think also we'll get a better, better test this or better look this season at Alabama oh, absolutely. because they're playing. I think better opponents. Yeah. Later on in the season, Alabama's going to get tested a little bit more. Yeah. Whereas in years past, you maybe see them get tested one or two games early, and then they cruise through the rest of their games. Now, right. Now they cruise at the beginning part of the season and then get tested late, which. I think is a smart move because if you're trying to preserve this whole, oh, it's the same four every year, well, test these teams late, and you're going to get a different four. It's almost guaranteed. So yeah. I think that's it's moving in the right direction in that sense. Um, and then we look at ACC's tough um, for Clemson because I don't really think there's – There's not any competition. There's really not right. any that 
I mean, Carolina played them. Wake Forest, I guess, is ranked. Um, Clemson plays them, like, in November, um, like, their second to last week of the season. But nothing I mean, really – Wake Forest keeps it up. It, yeah, it nothing really sta- yeah, nothing really stands out to me for Clemson. I mean, UNC did play them close. <laughs> so, okay, uh, so, yeah, then obviously there's those maybe, games that are maybe like, oh. a couple trip-up games. Yes, oh, yeah, Forest there, there could UNC. be a lot of those type of games. But in terms of saying, ooh, now put a pin in that game, that nah, no. Really yeah. Um Oklahoma, probably Texas. Um and then Oregon, Utah. Um, those two conferences kind of have those two battling it out where you look at the Big Ten and the SEC. It's like a five- to six-team race um, and in both of those conferences. I think a team that people have kind of thrown out of, out of the conversation for the Pac-12 in that sense would be uh, Washington State. I know they dropped or out. Or Arizona of, State. Exactly. I know they dropped out of the, the rankings in Washington State. Uh, Arizona State is ranked, and rightfully so. They've got a good resume right now. But Washington State is still a pretty legitimate team, and they could be one of those trip-up games where you're like, whoa, wait, wait. Don't count them out completely right. just because they're not ranked. They've just had a tough couple of goes here, and that's what's put them out of the rankings. Whereas is the Pac-12, are they already eliminated from the college football playoff, yes. you think? Yes. I would think so, too. Yes. I think if the Pac-12 wanted to get in, then they had to have an undefeated champion. Oh, yeah. And that's already eliminated. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Especially, I think that also just is a test to just how impressive these other four conferences are this season. Oh, there's absolutely. no there's no I don't think there's really any question for a Pac twelve team or uh even a non power five team like a UCF or since I there's just this year or a Boise State even yeah, I don't really think there's a no it'll be tough. So let's go back to college game day. Um Auburn traveled to Gainesville to take on the Gators and I, I was surprised. I was surprised by this outcome. Um, I was starting to believe in Auburn, but then, um, LaMichael P. Ryan, um, so he, <laughs> he, he set the, he set the tone with an 88 yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter to kind of, kind of end it. Um, and then Florida's defense, look, we know they've been good all season, but they haven't played anyone spectacular. This, this was a statement game by this Florida Gators defense, I mean, my goodness, they just – you look at the statistics here from, from this particular ball game. Um, defensively, it was just a, a stout effort um, by, this, by this Gator team. Obviously, playing at home helps. Um, but, I mean, you look at it, you look at it for um, – this is the biggest stat that jumps off the page to me. Auburn was 2 of 14 on third downs. Um, they only had they had three interceptions thrown, and they only got three and a half yards per carry. Four total turnovers. So, and, and Florida honestly probably should have won this game by more, but they had four turnovers themselves, um, just on four fumbles. Four fumbles. They beat themselves. And you look at it defensively. So I, I think Florida came out and made a statement, even though they only won by, you know, 11. They came and made a statement because they should have won that game by probably 20. Um, they've, I think they've really kind of turned it around since their beginning game of the season where everyone was questioning them, saying, oh, man, they didn't look very good against Miami. But, oh, boy, they've kind of really turned it around. Oh, absolutely. And I think I saw the headline that Trask went down and he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, like this, this might be it. 
this well we and thought everyone it, thought that well, for Felipe Franks exactly we thought we thought when Trask was coming in oh no this might be the downfall but Trask has played good then he went down and you're like oh great they're going to a third string just like SEC or USC did and so it, it kind of put a question mark up there but uh this was another prime example of where they know they're depleted at, at that leadership role in a quarterback and the defense stepped up uh Florida's you hit it on the nose. Florida's defense won this game. This was oh, a, yeah. a performance where they knew uh, a third-string quarterback is not going to outscore They were able anybody. to control the tempo with exactly. the run, control and then they were the like, clock, you know what, our out. defense is going to stop Bo Nix, which Absolutely. hasn't been done this season. No. So Maybe if, Oregon slowed him down a little we'll, bit, we'll, yeah. but he still won the game. We will we'll see that Gator defense in Death Valley, um, and we'll talk about that game a little later, but Impressive win for for the Gators. Um, didn't give up a point in the entire second half. Um, so that I mean, they they led from from half half halftime on. So impressive there. We look at the Big Ten. Um, we'll quickly go through the games and then we're gonna. So what we're gonna do here, since we are on limited time, as we're currently trying to escape an escape room. Probably unsuccessfully, but Jacob Blair's and you know, hopefully leading us to the promised land because I know I'm not any help. Um, <laughs> and so uh, we're going to, through the three conferences that we cover here on Tuesday, take over SEC, Big 12, Big 10. We're going to list off the scores for each of those, and then we're going to choose one game that was highlighted and a really good one. So we look through the Big 10. Nebraska gets back. Um, a win and a narrow one. They defeat Northwestern thirteen to ten. Well, how do how do you do on your picks this week, Nolan? Well, for this for our show, I went fourteen and three. Wow. Yeah, so I did actually. <laughs> I did pretty good this impressive. week. Impressive. I got. I didn't miss any games in the Big Ten. That's really impressive. Uh, I missed two games in the Big Twelve, and then I yeah. missed the Auburn Florida game. I had Auburn win in that game. Yeah. So, but yeah, wow. fourteen wow. and three overall this week for the well show. done. Yes. Very well done. So Nebraska defeats Northwestern. Minnesota stays undefeated and defeats Illinois 40-17. to Impressive there from the Golden Gophers. Maryland gets back on the scoring trail and um, after their shutout against Penn State. They defeat the Rutgers 48-7. to Penn State, now number 10 in the country, defeats Purdue 35-7. Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor had another career. What do you have? Four or five touchdowns? Hundred, yeah, 186, 186 yards. Uh, what a monster! We'll talk about him at the end of the show. And then Ohio four State touchdowns. Four. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was four <laughs> or five, but regardless, e- either one. I mean, either one would have been incredible. Yeah. Um, Ohio State's defeat. Ohio State defeats Michigan State 34-10. to And then the highlighted game of the Big Ten this weekend, a defensive battle between the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Michigan Wolverines. And all the scoring was in the first half. Um, Michigan put up 10 points in the first quarter, didn't score again. Um, and then Iowa kicked a field goal in the, in the second quarter, and then there was just – Battling, battling, battling in the entire second half. Um, but Michigan, we talked about this um, a week ago that this was a, a must win. Every game now for Michigan is must win. Um, and you look at this one in particular, and Jim Harbaugh, I think, said it best. 
a defensive masterpiece. And it was. We knew, we, we knew we knew Michigan's defense was good coming into the season because that's what they have been under Jim Harbaugh this entire time. But we didn't see it against Wisconsin, which now looking at it, you're like, oh, well, no one can stop Jonathan Taylor, so okay. Um, but everyone was like, oh, well, they didn't stop Jonathan Taylor, so now they can't stop anyone. Well, that's, that's not entirely true. Clearly, they're still really good at defense. Um, and even Shea Patterson said, we're fortunate the defense came out and played the way they did because they kept us in the game and ended up winning the game, really. Um, Iowa multiple times failed to take advantage of favorable field position, especially on its final two drives, um, to try and put it into overtime or, or even win the game. Um, they turned the ball over on downs with 37 seconds left in the game after a penalty. Um, and Kirk Ferentz for the Hawkeye says, we didn't help ourselves. They had some costly errors, but credit to Michigan in this one. Their defense, and Iowa played really good defense too, but one defense reigned supreme in this one. Um, so Michigan needed a win. They got a win to keep alive in the Big Ten race. Yeah, this was, like you said, this is the must win. Me, you, and Andrew all agreed on this last week. Uh, Jim Harbaugh essentially is on the hot seat. He shouldn't be, but he is. But he and is. this last week was a must win. This was a, all right, if you're going to be a considerable threat in the Big Ten, you got to beat Iowa. And if you can't beat Iowa, uh, man, you're in trouble because there's some pretty good teams in the Big Ten this year, all uh, Ohio State, all uh, Penn State, uh, and all of Wisconsin. I mean, what? Right. Really, you you have three giant opponents, and if you can't beat Iowa, and they barely beat Iowa, well, you should be worried. And I think this was a this is more of a statement win than the score shows. Uh, you know, if you when you when you think of a statement game, you think, "Oh man, Michigan's forty to zero. Michigan's going to yeah. go out like Penn State against Maryland." Right, right, right. You you go out and you just shut that's, them that's out. That's the thought. When that's they, that's what you think of. But I mean, to go out and win ten to three and shut down an Iowa offense that had is, played well had exactly they've been playing well. I mean, they weren't the greatest, right? But they're good enough to come into town and beat you does this give more credibility now to wisconsin does this win by michigan and their defensive performance give even more credibility to wisconsin for what they did i think so i think 100 because i mean i think 100 wisconsin does. only i mean wisconsin what they won by just makes 20 it, i mean they it, it just look shows what this you, defense did to iowa and wisconsin absolutely obliterated that defense yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it, it should attest to how good Wisconsin really is, and it should also attest that, okay, well, you know, Michigan's there. Uh, they, they've got some pieces. They're, they're so close, but right. it almost inhibits them a little bit having who is in their conference overall. Granted, most of them are outside of their conference, or a couple of them are outside of their mm-hmm. division of the conference, but... If you want to win this conference and you want to be a threat, you have to beat them at some point. And, and that was so, so, yeah, we're in agreement. That win is an impressive statement by Michigan, and it gives even more credibility to Wisconsin. And now Wisconsin's the front runner for the Big Ten West with the Iowa loss. So now we look at the Big 12. Um, so five games, all 10 teams played this weekend. Oklahoma traveled to Lawrence and started out slow but finished strong um, with 
a win over the Jayhawks 45-20. to And Les Miles fired his offensive coordinator um, this was it Sunday? Was it yesterday or Sunday, I believe? Yeah, so, I think yeah. it was, yeah. So interesting stuff there from Lawrence. Um, Texas, or actually we're going to get back because that was honestly the most impressive. Oklahoma State at Texas Tech. What? It's, frust- it's frustrating as a Kansas State fan who got embarrassed by Chuba Hubbard who goes for over 200 yards. Um and 300, then, basically. Yeah, basically 296 against Kansas State, and then they go to Lubbock and just absolutely I mean, to be fair, this went against, terrible. It went against Andrew's philosophy right. that it's on and off again. I mean, he's he still, yeah, exactly. He still had 100, pressure. yeah, he still had 156. And but, they lost. Yeah. That shouldn't it's, So what happened to the defense? Um, maybe Texas Tech is better than we thought. I don't know. Um, TCU def. Uh, loses to Iowa State. No one knows what's going on with Iowa State. We talked about that last a on week and ago. Off again, Iowa State. On and off again. They were on on Saturday and defeated the Horned Frogs 49 to 24. And then Baylor comes in and dominates Kansas State 31 to 12, where uh, defensively they were monsters against Chris Kleiman's offense. So we go to I think the game of the week um, in the Big 12, which was surprising. Um, Texas at West Virginia. Um, it was a it was a twenty one to seventeen game, and then the fourth quarter got even crazier. Um, West Virginia had it within uh, four points, thirty five to thirty one, um, and then Texas scored late to win forty two to thirty one. But this Texas team under Sam Ellinger. Um, is projected, and I think I think they still are to compete with Oklahoma to win the Big Twelve. Sam Ellinger, preseason Big Twelve Player of the Year, um, and it, pff, impressive. Um, go on the road. This is a game that Texas always seems to struggle with. Um, West Virginia obviously can't um, won last season in Austin um, with the famous Will Greer getting into the end zone, putting the horns down. Um, famous celebration but i i think in for texas and and i want to look at the rest of their schedule here because um it becomes interesting to me um hold on for texas pulling up (laughs) on espn uh on my source here it pulled up mma you know you follow the mma much i mean i follow it a little bit but not I know someone who is a huge UFC guy, like big time, gets crazy into it, and I've uh, because of that, it's like, oh, that's actually pretty intriguing. Um, but now back on, so obviously big game this weekend, and we're going to talk about it. Um, this was a trap game for Texas because obviously you're looking next week on the Red River Showdown with with Oklahoma. Um, so this was a trap game. And Texas survived. And I think those are the kind of games that, if you're Tom Herman, you're happy to see. Um, and then we look to the SEC. We talked about it. Auburn, Florida um, was the big one. But then we look around the rest. LSU defeated Utah State 42-6. to Georgia defeated Tennessee 43-14. to Boy, Tennessee off to a really rough start. Um, and then Missouri got the win over Troy, forty-two to ten, and then Ole Miss defeated Vanderbilt, thirty-one to six. So that's it for the weekly recap on this shortened show. So 
now for the next half hour, 25 minutes or so, um, we will be looking at week seven. And we'll start, as we always do, with college game day. And the Gators are back on the big stage on college game day where they will be traveling to Baton Rouge, Death Valley, to take on the Tigers of LSU, a top 10 battle. So this is the second time this season that both or that these teams have been on college game day. Um, LSU defeating Texas and or this is technically the third time that Florida's been featured on college game day um, because the first one was when they played in Disney World against Miami. Um, yeah, point, week point five is as Nolan and I have said, um, and so Florida defeated Miami, and then last week obviously defeating Auburn. So both of these teams had played on the big stage. Now in Death Valley, much a different story. Um, this is going to be a great game, I think, because. And I think Kyle Trask is going to be healthy, which I think is a significant piece to this game. Um, we'll look at that. So keep updated as the week moves further because it's only Tuesday right now. So um, we're we're not sure, um, but I think it's expected that he's going to play. Um, and then what what um, what Joe Burrow's has been what Joe Burrow has been doing this season. Um, he already has over 1,800 yards and 22 touchdowns. So the quarterback for LSU off to a hot, hot start. But with what Florida showed defensively, my goodness. Yeah, we could be in we're for, in for a treat. We're in, we're in for a treat, no doubt. I think, unfortunately, the, the Ohio State-Nebraska college game day was a bit of a letdown, but I think everybody kind of saw that coming. I mean, yeah. Ohio State's uh, yeah. really good, and Nebraska's not It would have taken par. Ohio State to make a lot of mistakes exactly. to Exactly. So, game. I mean, I don't think anybody was surprised, and it kind of slowed down the momentum for, for college game day, but uh, we got it back this week with Auburn and Florida, and, I mean, we're going to get it again with LSU and Florida. And right now, I mean, LSU's better than Auburn is. So LSU's definitely going to test Florida, um, and Florida's going to test LSU. Right. Um, these are two I teams mean, that are pretty opposite in terms of the way they play. Exactly. In the SEC. And, and both these teams have already seen prime time. Uh, LSU got to play in prime time against Texas, which was a phenomenal game. Yep. And uh, honestly, right now Texas is not better than Florida is, and Texas right. played LSU close. So that should. I mean, yeah. everything is just kind of fitting in perfectly for it's, this to be uh, a battle. Surprisingly, um, as a, again, it's only Tuesday, so there's no um, there's no line or, or spread right now. But in terms of like the ESPN's football power index, um, it has LSU with a 76 percent chance to win this game. So yeah, Nolan Nolan said. You want to talk about teams that are pretty opposite in the way LSU puts up 55 points a game and Florida only gives up under 10 points a game. <laughs> so a, a, a team that in LSU has 416 yards per game through the air, a team that Florida doesn't even give up 100 yards um, or doesn't even give up 200 yards through the air, um, it's... <laughs> It's going to be a really fun matchup. I think the health of the quarterback at Florida could be a factor. Um, 
But I mean, that was supposed to be a factor against all. True, it was. It was. It was, and it wasn't. So you're right. You're right. Showed up, and I think that could. LSU's offense is more got more firepower than Auburn. So are we both leaning towards picking LSU? I want to take LSU. I think so. Really close. I'm more confident in. Will it be low? I think it could go one of two ways. It'll be a low-scoring game that LSU makes one or two more plays. Um, than Kyle Trask. Just like in Texas. Or LSU finds something that Auburn could not against Florida and run away with it. I think it could be one of those two, but LSU winning in both those scenarios. What I see, I see kind of a similar score from the uh, Florida-Auburn game. Okay. Not not completely out of the water. Not out of reach, but but they control it. Where you can tell that LSU controlled the ball They controlled the game. Okay, okay. And then it's like, okay. I could see that. LSU controlled the ball. They controlled the clock. And they they basically eliminated the use of a Florida offense at all. And they just controlled the ball overall. So, yeah. With that being said, yeah, I I, want to go with the Tigers just because – Right now, they showed us in the Texas game that late in the stretch, you make a few plays, it can help you in the long run and win a ball game for you, and it's going to come back into play here against Florida. So now we'll quick pick the Big Ten, and then we'll talk about the big, the biggest game in the Big Ten this upcoming weekend. Um, starting with the 11 o'clock games, Michigan travels to Illinois to take on the fight in Illini. I'm going to go with Michigan. Um, they look pretty solid against Iowa, and I think their defense is back on track um, after their mishaps against Wisconsin, which looks better now. Um, but their backs are against the wall. They have to win every game from here on out. Oh, absolutely, and I think they know that. I think it's now a very real reality for them that they know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, okay, well, we want to be in the Big Ten race and at all. And the other thing is, too, like, and this happens every single season. It's like these players and these coaches say, oh, well, we don't look at – you know, we don't listen to the media, and we don't look at the other teams in our conference, and we don't we don't pay attention to any of that. But tell me right now, like you can say that, but I don't believe it. Like I don't believe that Harbaugh and those Michigan players are not looking at what Ohio State's doing. I, I don't believe that. Yeah, like, they know Ohio State is looking like one of, if not the best team in the country right now. So I think you're exactly right with saying. Oh, we know we have to win because look what Ohio State's doing. They can say, "Oh, we don't, we don't pay attention to the rest of the teams in our our conference. We focus on us week in and week out, and we, you know, all that, all that generic, you know, cliche stuff that you hear." I don't believe it. I know for a f- I, like you know they're saying, "Jeez, I mean, Ohio State went to Lincoln and absolutely dominated." Or, "Wow, look at look at what Ohio State's been doing," and you know, all this stuff. Like you know they're doing that whether they say it or not. Um, yeah. Indiana plays host to Rutgers. Not neither team off to a great start on the season, but Rutgers off to a rough start to the season. So I'll go Indiana. Yeah, I'll go Indiana as well. Um, I mean, I think Rutgers we, we, isn't very good. Well, no, and we talked about Indiana earlier in the year. They ran into a good Ohio State team. That's one of their few losses. Right, uh, and I think Indiana's <laughs> Indiana's clearly the better team here. Maryland at Purdue. I think maybe that game against Rutgers from Maryland got them on the right track um, in terms of their offense, which was non-existent against Penn State. Um, so I, I would <sighs> Purdue defensively, 
they give up 462 yards uh, a game or 452 yards a game, um, and they've lost three straight. Uh, so I'm I'm going to go with Maryland. Yeah, in this I'll, one. I'll, I'll take Maryland as well. Um, uh, they hit they hit the skid, you know. They did. I mean, that to happens. Temple and Penn State. It happens. Uh, <laughs> Purdue had a right. had a good game at home, um, and uh, since then they haven't really had it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Maryland has struggled on the road, and we've seen that. And I definitely think they're going to have a few struggles again on the road. But I like Maryland in, in this one a little bit more. Michigan State at Wisconsin. Over, here, <laughs> over under, Jonathan Taylor, three or more touchdowns. Even. Three, you say three touchdowns for Jonathan Taylor. Even. It'll be a close one, though. I think Michigan State's going to make this a little more interesting okay. than the line looks. Uh, I'll, I'll take Wisconsin, so we're both taking Wisconsin. Yeah, but. I'm going to take Wisconsin, but I think, oh, man, Michigan State could easily play this a lot closer uh, but Wisconsin's too good right now. Nebraska at Minnesota. Minnesota five and zero on the season, um, defeating South Dakota State, Fresno, Georgia Southern, Purdue, and Illinois. And then, of course, Nebraska has started out. Um, what's it now? Four and two on the season after losing to Ohio State and Colorado. This is an interesting game because Minnesota's undefeated, but they haven't played anyone spectacular. Um, but then again, when Nebraska played anyone of any decency, um, they got killed. So this is tough. This one's really tough to me, actually. I didn't think it would be. Um, I mean, I know who I I know who I'm taking. Who are you taking? Who are you taking? I'm taking Minnesota in this one. Um, I want to too. The reason. Is because I'm going to Nebraska, tell me the reason. Nebraska went on the road and they barely beat Illinois. Right. And Illinois is not as good as Minnesota. Right. They went 42 38 in that ball game. Yes. Yeah. And they had to come back to do so. Right. If Minnesota gets up 28 to 14 or whatever it was, I don't think Minnesota's going to mm-hmm. let Nebraska back in that game, especially at home, and because they're undefeated right now. So that's why I take the Gophers. Uh, this was one of those tests that I said if Nebraska wants to stay in the Big Ten, you got to beat Minnesota first. You before beat, you can beat those Michigan, you before beat you can Minnesota beat the Wisconsin. Yeah, 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 you're not touching Wisconsin, and I don't think they're going to get over this hump. So right. I'll take Minnesota. That's a good, that's a really good point. Um, and then the big marquee matchup in the Big Ten this weekend Penn State travels to Iowa City to take on the Hawkeyes. After the Hawkeyes coming off of a close defensive battle to the Wolverines and Penn State looking pretty solid yet again to move on to 5-0 after their win against Purdue. This is an interesting one because Iowa's defense has looked really strong, but another, I think an underrated stat for Penn State is they're actually – um, giving up less points per game than Iowa. And that's probably a credit to um, playing against Maryland and not giving up any points helps their overall average. Um, but both defenses have played really strong. Um, even in a losing effort, Iowa only gives up 10 points per gives up 10 points to Michigan. But I, I think I'm going to go with Penn State in this game. There to me, Ohio State's 
biggest test in the East for sure. Um, I don't know necessarily overall in the Big Ten. I think that's probably still to Wisconsin. But Penn State, to me, I think is the better coached team. Um, and I think offensively they can make more plays than the Iowa offense can make plays. Um, so I'm going to go with the Nittany Lions. On the road, it's going to be a crazy environment. That's a um, 6.30 kickoff, so the lights will be on. That's going to be nuts, um, but I'm still going to go with Penn State. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take Penn State as well. Uh, this is going to – what I after what I saw from Iowa and Michigan – I think Iowa at home could maybe produce the same kind of defensive battle against Penn State. Um, Penn State's offense is better than Michigan's right now, but uh, Penn State has played a close one on the road against Pitt, and Iowa's better than Pitt is. So uh, look, f- uh, what I what I'm looking for is the same result out of Michigan and Iowa, a close one where you I really could be. you got to hunker down, you got to battle for plays at the very and end. And that's of the why game. I think down down in Penn State down the stretch is yeah, better. They have they'll be able to make more of those plays. Exactly. Um now we look at the Big 12. Um only only 3 games. Um so four four teams having a bye week. Um those being Kansas, Kansas State, TCU and Oklahoma State all have buys. Um, so that leaves Iowa State traveling to West Virginia to take on the Mountaineers. West Virginia is probably the ninth team in this conference, so I'll go with Iowa State. Even though they're still a question mark to me, I'll still go with Iowa State. Yeah, I'm going to take Iowa yeah. State as well. Um, after what you saw this past week um, against TCU, I know it was at home, and now they got to go on the road. But it seems like their offense is still there. It still has enough uh, firepower behind it to put together a good performance overall on the road. Um, so I, I like the Cyclones in this one. An interesting one between Baylor, who is undefeated on the season, 5-0 and um, after winning against Kansas State, and Texas Tech. Everyone kind of wrote them off after they lost to Arizona. Um, everyone expected them to lose Oklahoma. But then they come back and play really well against Oklahoma State, putting up 45 points. Um, doing enough to outscore Chuba Hubbard. Um, so this is a more interesting game than I thought. Um, but phew, Baylor's defense is really good, um, and I think they'll be able to confuse Bowman and try and double-team T.J. Vasher, which is easier said than done, um, and stop this Texas Tech offense that's always been pretty decent. Um, but Baylor's been solid, quietly solid throughout this season. They haven't played anyone tough. Um, but in the last two games against teams that I predicted them to lose both of those games, um, they've won both of those games. So I'll take the Bears to move to six and zero. Yeah, surprisingly. Gonna, yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, they're they're opening up a lot of eyes, especially now that they're back into the yeah. AP top twenty five, and you're looking at some pretty good production. So with that being said, I mean they're going to take this momentum and they're they're going to take this into a home game. Uh, be be Iowa State in a home game it was a close one but i mean you saw glimpses of how their offense can really slow down a, a good defense and uh I, I don't think texas tech is going to be able to perform like they did uh against oklahoma state here and uh i like baylor and now we move to the big time game in the big 12 a game that probably would have been college game day had florida not won 
Um, but I think with Florida winning that game, LSU, so now traveling to LSU became a bigger matchup, even though both of these um, teams in the Big 12 are ranked inside of the top 12. Um, a 11 versus 6 isn't probably as intriguing as a um, 5 versus what? 7? 5 or yeah, 7? So, so it's so we look at it. Red River rivalry. Um, this is a game where Texas won last season um, against OU or no, right? Yes. Gosh, why am I blanking <laughs> on this right now? Look at that for me real, real quick. Um, and so OU coming into this game have looked pretty unstoppable. Um, and Texas offensively have looked pretty unstoppable. So I think this could be a <laughs> – Texas beat them twice okay. last year. Uh, Texas won 48-45 in November. And then they played again December 1st in uh, – it had to have been a bowl game on December 1st. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. Oklahoma won the second time, yes. 39-27 okay, okay, okay. in December. So so they split the they lost. Series. They lost this game. So, yes, Texas in this game won last season, and yes. then OU came and beat them in the Big 12 championship. Yes. That's what happened. Okay. Just trying to refresh my memory from that long ago. Um, and so, looking at this game, Oklahoma trying to get back. Lincoln Riley trying to get this win back um, and stay undefeated and stay atop of the Big 12. I think this is an important game for Oklahoma to win to stay in that college football playoff because of the fact that the SEC um, and have played so well. Um, I think the college football playoff would be fine putting in a three SEC, three SEC or you know two SEC teams rather than a one loss Big Twelve one loss Pac twelve champion. I think they would put in a one loss SEC runner up and be fine doing that um, compared to a one loss Big Twelve Pac twelve champion. So I think it's an important game for Oklahoma to win um, to stay undefeated. Um, both these offenses, Sam Ellinger projected to be Big 12 preseason player of the year, but Jalen Hurts has came out of nowhere um, and has looked like, I guess not, not out of nowhere necessarily, but has surprised people. It surprised me more than I thought. He was, he's making a bigger impact than I thought. Um, simply because, and I think Nolan said this a couple of weeks ago, this man has total freedom to do what he wants with this offense. It's totally like take the ball and go. It's just totally just go. Do what do what do what you want and he has. <laughs> yeah, it's it's looked really good so far and I think what you're going to see though is Texas slow down Jalen Hurts. Um it's this is easier said than done. That it would it would not be very smart to say that Texas wouldn't slow down. Oklahoma's a ten and a half point favorite. I don't that know. seems pretty high. That seems pretty high. But oh man, yeah, that's. I think this could be a. I think this could be an LSU Texas game. Yeah, like, that's ten and a half. Seems super pretty high, high scoring because LSU is ranked higher than Oklahoma is right now, and LSU right. only won by what six. Um, it's like 48, 40, 45, 38, 45, so seven. Okay. So ten and a half, I'd drop that down to maybe a touchdown at most. Yeah, I'd drop it to a six and a half probably. So uh 
Yeah, that seems pretty high. Texas putting up 41 points per game. Oklahoma, 53. Um, Oklahoma, 643 yards per game. Yeah, that's Come that on! Is what is that? It's impressive. But oh, my. They got to go on the road. True. It's... It would it's be different if they were neut- on the road. It's that quote-unquote neutral site um, where they play at the Texas State Fair at the Cotton Bowl, but it's it's a Texas it's a Texas favored crowd because I mean it's the Texas State Fair in I think it's in Dallas, um, but so it's not in Austin, but it's more orange than red, um, but burnt orange than red, but. This is going to be a battle between two, probably the two favorites to win the Big Twelve Player of the Year. Um, but right now, I'm I think I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to make more plays in this game um, to get the win over over Texas. And I think it's going to be a really high scoring game, and I think it's going to be a really close back and forth high scoring game, but. Jalen Hurts makes more plays than Sam Ellinger. Absolutely, and that's where this whole dual-threat quarterback uh, trend... Jalen Hurts literally leads the team in rushing and passing exactly. yards. Exactly. <laughs> this is where this whole trend of dual-threat is going to play. He has seven rushing touchdowns and 14 passing and touchdowns. And what's interesting to look at this is Texas is giving up 325 passing yards a game, and they're giving up 116. Uh, if you think about it, Jalen Hurts... He is doing better than both of those. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he could easily get the 116 by himself. And he then could. you throw on top of it. He's been pretty close to that running, average. You could, throw, you could throw the running backs in on top of that. You really could. And it looks pretty scary. It uh, really does. Oklahoma's- so Oklahoma just looks a little bit too good, but... I agree that because it's on the road, it's going to change the atmosphere a little bit, and you're going to see Oklahoma tested for the first time this season. Yes. This game right here is going to tell you who is going to get into the college football playoff. I fully believe that because if Oklahoma loses here, and this is their one loss, I they Man, might. Yeah, they would have even to battle. They, they would have to really. The only way battle I could, the only way in. I could think about them potentially getting in is if in that Big Twelve championship game they play Texas again and they beat them by thirty. Like they kill them and say that first game was a fluke and we were better than them significantly. Exactly. Um, and I then they would probably also need some help from some, you know, what's gonna help Alabama them? killing Georgia or something well, like that. Well, what's going to help is that LSU and Florida are playing each other this week. Right, And right. LSU's number five. Right. And LSU is arguably considered in, in a Final Four spot. So uh, whoever wins that game, I mean, ideally... And then you LSU, throw Notre Dame well, back L- into the mix well, of it. If LSU and... wins, then obviously they're going to stay in that conversation. In fact, they might even get put up above say, Ohio State or Georgia, depending on where that moves. Because um, one of those one of those three SEC teams is going to get in for sure. Alabama, Georgia, LSU, And it's Florida. probably going to be Alabama because Alabama's probably. sitting at number one in the country yes. pretty comfortably yes. right now. Yes, probably. That's what I lean towards. And then those other three teams, Florida, LSU, uh, Georgia, Auburn, or four teams rather, those four teams are going to be battling with those one-loss teams like Notre Dame, 
um, and who knows who else. Yeah, we so, could find I mean, out. It, it's I I like how college football is going to make this a late a late game or late season push. It is, and it's not. And it's not going to be determined not, after week teams five. Cruising right, into the right, playoff, right. You're going to see 100% people tested. Agree. So um, that's it's why it's come down to literally the last week. If I'm Oklahoma, I'm watching that LSU Florida game, and I'm rooting for Florida. Florida won't be put into the conversation if they beat LSU. I don't believe they should be put in if they beat LSU. Uh, Even though that would then be a victory against a top 10 Auburn and a top 10 LSU. In fact, the top 5 LSU. Let's go to the SEC now and let's look at some of the rest of these schedules of these teams. Florida plays obviously at LSU and then they host Georgia. So, oof. If George, if Florida stays undefeated, then they'll they'll get in. Um, obviously, um, if if Florida beats LSU and, and Georgia. Georgia right after, you better put them in. And then you look at Georgia's remaining schedule. Um, let's see here. They play South Carolina this week. They play South Carolina, then Florida, and then they play Florida, and then they play at Auburn, and then they Man. play Texas A and M. So, really, this is where you're going to see if there's going to be three SEC so, teams literally in the next So, yeah, weeks. we're looking at these four teams here, and then you look at LSU's remaining schedule, which I think is probably the toughest in the country. This is brutal. So, you play, you host Florida, and then you go, then you host Auburn, and then you go to Alabama, and then you host Texas A&M. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> this is where you're going to find out who's really going to make it in the SEC. That's rough. Um, Mm. And then Auburn has a bye week. I know I just said Florida shouldn't should not make it right now, but if they beat it's L- possible. If, if they beat if they beat LSU, and then beat Georgia, the whole oh man, you definitely have to put them in a conversation because Georgia Georgia and LSU right now are both front runners to maybe make a national title game. And then you look at Auburn, it's going to be pretty. If that's if I if that's Auburn's only loss of the season, then they'll probably get in because the rest of the season they have to play at LSU, they play against Georgia, and then they play against Alabama in the final week of the season. So if 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 Auburn wins all of those games with even one loss, I think a one loss Auburn, a one loss LSU, a one loss Georgia, maybe even a one loss Florida, all of those schedules that we just listed off. Could if they lose to any of those, like each other or done. whatever, they're done. Potentially, but if it's only one loss, does a one loss one of those four teams—Auburn, Florida, Georgia, um, LSU—is a one loss team like that more impressive than a? And they're not a conference champion. A one loss team like that more impressive than a one loss Big Twelve champion or Pac-12 champion. Oh, yeah, 100%. See, that's where it becomes really crazy. That's where it becomes really crazy because those teams, their schedules are so loaded because each team is so good. I think what it would come down to at that point would be what the score is. Mm, Maybe. Then you got to look. If OU's just rolling through teams. Yeah. 
and, and, and they avenge where, their loss to whoever that is. And that's where Notre Dame should be in a conversation. And Notre Dame will be right there, too, because, because their, if their only loss of the season is six points in to, Athens to Georgia, and say that's Georgia, a legitimate loss. Say Georgia wins out and they don't lose, and Notre Dame's only loss is to Georgia. I mean, here's an interesting. I know we're playing all these what if situations. Here's a it's crazy. Here's though, probably the, the craziest late, what. Late if. end of the season is making it. Set here's up probably the what craziest. If. if if Georgia goes undefeated, they win the SEC, defeat Alabama in the SEC championship game. Their only loss of the season, Alabama's only loss of the season, is to Georgia. Who gets in? If one loss Alabama, whose only loss is to Georgia, or one loss Notre Dame, whose only loss is to Georgia. That's where the score comes into play. Uh, okay, I think you're right. That honestly, I think you're right. Honestly, if they if they didn't look at any other factor, but in that Alabama's game, schedule is tougher. That too. That too. Yeah, I don't know, man. That uh, that is tough. I mean, I know it's it's just fun to play out all these different scenarios yeah, because it's gonna get tough. it's gonna get really crazy. Yeah, um, for sure. Really, really crazy. So yeah, so yeah, looking at the um the rest of the. Ace or the SEC rather here, um, in the final five minutes we have, or we'll quickly go through because there's not that many besides um, besides Florida and LSU, Alabama A and M maybe Alabama A and M that's a ranked opponent for Alabama. Um, so South South Carolina at Georgia, we're going Bulldogs. Yeah, um, Mississippi State at Tennessee, I'm going Bulldogs again. Tennessee's I'm taking Tennessee. Whoa! I'll take an upset. Okay. If I have an upset, I don't know how okay. that's an upset, but because Tennessee's bad, <laughs> I'll take an upset of Tennessee at home. Alabama at Texas A&M. I'll go Alabama. Um, yeah, Alabama for me. Vanderbilt at, or hosting UNLV. I'll take Vandy. Interesting game. I'll probably take Vandy too. Missouri playing host to Ole Miss. That's Kelly interesting. Kelly Bryant was, did have a question mark on him after did, Saturday, but did. they just cleared him this morning to play. Okay. So, so I'll go Tigers. Yeah. They have a key defensive guy out, though, but yeah, I'll go Ole Tigers. Ole Miss, as well. three and three on the season. Um, I'll go. Yeah, ah, man, that's, that's a tough, tough one. Uh, Arkansas at Kentucky. I'll go Wildcats. I'm gonna go Arkansas. Oh, okay. Woo-pig, woo-pig so I guess it wasn't as like sure thing as I I thought. Yeah, but. woo woo pig on the road. I think they can pull it together and be Kentucky. Boom. All right, I like that. Um, all right, so for the final five minutes here on Tuesday. By the way, awesome ignoring Nolan Brooks. If you're just tuning in, we are currently at a escape room with Jacob Blair and Andrew Botwinick. The WSK crew is trying to escape and I it's going to be it's 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 probably going pretty wild right now, I'll be honest. Um hopefully hopefully Jacob's getting us close to getting out. Um so for the final 5 minutes here, we look at some now that we're kind of halfway approaching the halfway mark of the season, we have um like Awards like if the season ended, all right. So I think the biggest question is who's been the best quarterback at this point in the season. I think it's probably a three or four person. I say probably four: Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Fields, or Joe Burrow. Who's been the best quarterback between those four up to this point in the name season? Those, name those one more time: Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. 
to attack Veloa, Justin Fields. I think your converse, your the conversation then should be who's better between Tua and Jalen Hurts. So you're throwing Justin Fields out. I'm I yes. <sighs> I know, I don't know, I know man. that hurt, I know that hurts you to hear uh but if you look at the stats man, I mean Tua 1718 yards, 23 touchdowns. 96 QBR. Really, yeah. Nobody's really talking about that. Really aren't. And then you look at Why not? <laughs> Jalen Hurts stats. I'm Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's doing both. 15, 15 yeah. 23 in yards, 14 touchdowns, two picks, same QBR as Tua, and he also has 499 rush yards on the year with seven rushing touchdowns. So really, he's got 21 total touchdowns from both, and that's combining. Right. And he's got the same QBR as Tua, and Tua's got 200, basically 200 more yards than Jalen does, but about the same on touchdowns production-wise, and Jalen's doing it from both ends. So uh, put those two in your conversation. I hate that Tua's not getting any recognition for how he is playing right now, because he's playing lights out. I mean, seventeen hundred yards, twenty three touchdowns, and yeah. no picks. I mean, granted, they haven't played anybody that's tested him in that way. <laughs> it's, but man, it I, is. those are my two picks right now. If I had to say, so yeah, choose one: Hurts or Tua. You're, oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, oh man, that's tough. Really Give is. me Jalen because I like how he's controlling a, an offense from both sides or from for two different ways. Controlling the run pass option, throwing RPOs, running an option play. I like that a little bit more. I'm, it looks more fluid for me I'm, on a field than Tua in, in the pocket launching 45-yard passes. I'm gonna, I like that more. I'm going to agree with Jalen Hurts, which then brings me to another question here in the final 40 seconds. Is it can a Oklahoma quarterback win the Heisman three years in a row? I think so. Do you think it'll happen? Right now, yes. If we were to choose right now, then I would say so. But I think it's going to be really tough for them the to reason, justify the reason three straight years someone from Oklahoma, a quarterback from Oklahoma, has won. The reason you should put him above is because he's doing both. If he was only passing. Yeah. Then he wouldn't be in the conversation at all. It's going to be a crazy end of this. But college. because he's yeah. doing both. Put him in there because he's a dual threat quarterback. It's just going to be nuts. We talked. Yep. We looked at the Heisman race. We're looking at the college football playoff. We played around about twenty different scenarios. Um, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be an awesome weekend of college football. Enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in on this Tuesday takeover. Nolan and I are trying to get out of an escape room, so thanks for tuning in with us here. Anyway, um, we'll be back next week, four to six on the next one hundred six. Austin Norton, Nolan Brooks here with you. And we will be back next week. More college football. We can't get enough of it. Thank you, Tuesday.